Flight 229, you're clear for takeoff. Just like a flight plan, you have to know where you're going and how you will get there when you plan for retirement. Let Ryan Fleming help you chart out a course for your retirement with his intimate knowledge of financial planning and the airline industry. It's time for the Pilot's Advisor. It's another edition of the Pilot's Advisor. Welcome to the show. Walter Storholt here alongside Ryan Fleming, financial advisor at Fleming Financial Group, serving you worldwide, but based out of Georgia. You can find us online at FlemingFG.com. Ryan, it's great to be with you this week. How are you, sir? I'm doing wonderful, Walter. How are you doing? Glad to hear that. I am well and looking forward to our conversation today. But uh, before we dive into all of that, let's get some updates on you. You've been flying around to places, getting ready to spend some time at home. What's, What's the Ryan Fleming update? Well, I guess the big picture now is I, I finished up strong, but I'm going to be home for the next four to five months. I'm going to get some, uh, I'm basically going to get my knees replaced over and just kind of relax and heal. Knee replacement for such a young guy sounds out of the ordinary, but uh, you were telling me off the air, it's uh, getting a little bit more commonplace these days with the way technology is going and the, the level of improvement and benefit that you get from it. Well, I don't think it's commonplace to get a full knee replacement at 42 years old, but uh, I'm in a situation just playing too many sports over the years and probably not having the best genes when it comes to joints. It's just time to do what I got to do. Yeah, but I know you're uh, looking forward to the improvements and uh, a little bit of, uh, as you described it, short-term pain for long-term gain. Well, absolutely. And, you know, trying to trying to be extraordinary. <laughs> the bionic man. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> on the Pilot's Advisor. Uh, we'll look forward to hearing some more about that journey. I'm sure you'll be able to share with us what uh, what that is like and then the recovery process and all those kinds of things. And we wish you well through all of that, my friend. Well, I appreciate it, Walter. I'll probably be talking to you a little bit more through the process since I won't be uh, flying around the world. Um, and, of course, I disclosed this to you earlier, but I think it'll be fun to let our listeners know that my other goal is, uh, you know, this is a guy that served 20 years in the military. I'm not going to shave, and I'm not going to cut my hair for the next couple months. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to bring that one up unless you wanted to. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's what's scarier? You not shaving or the knee replacements? I don't know. That's a tough. That's a tough call. We might have to ask Carrie that, but uh, she's agreed <laughs> to this. She said it's kind of crazy and kind of funny right now. I give it two weeks before uh, before she reverses course and and requests you to go the other direction. That might be a good over under, to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> We'll see what the uh, what you report back in a couple of weeks. Uh, on today's show, Ryan, we're going to dive into the things that you should never assume when it comes to your financial life. If I can tell a very quick and uh, brief story, I once had a uh, teacher in biology, I think it was the ninth grade, and uh, he liked to teach lessons through public humiliation in class. <laughs> and uh, there was an experiment one day where, I don't know, it was something about feeding aspirin to plants and you had to do the experiment at home for a couple of days and then report back your findings of how aspirin affected the plant growth. I guess I didn't really notice a difference between the two plants, the one that had the aspirin and the one that didn't. So I remember kind of just putting into my little homework report that um, I think my dad had said something about, well, like, doesn't aspirin have caffeine in it or something like that? And so I said, oh, yeah, that sounds logical. Okay. Caffeine stunts your growth. It stunted the growth of the plant. That's what I assume happened here. So I put that in my report. So my teacher, after reading that, calls me up in front of the room and he writes the word assume up on the board. And he says, and he was from Australia. I'm not going to try and do the Australian accent here on the show, but he said, Walter, do you, do you know what happens when you assume? 
It was from, from the whole class, and again, like ninth grade. And I'm like, no. Oh, I can see, and he broke it down, because I was he, about to say this. And he broke it down, and he said, you make, uh, and then he underlined the first three letters out of the next letter and the next letter. <laughs> yep. And everybody in class was like, oh, oh. <laughs> I was mortified, and uh, I don't think you could get away with that in class nowadays. I think teachers would be would get in big trouble for you know something like that today. But it was. Oh, I uh, just heard. I just heard on the radio yesterday that they're taking away Doctor Seuss. That oh he's yeah. Not, that he's not culturally. Uh, I don't know. I, to, I don't even understand. It. To, he he's not uh, with the times anymore. Yeah, they're they're at least not emphasizing Doctor Seuss. I think it was. He's not necessarily. Like banned books, but uh, not not part of the emphasis of children's literature anymore. Yeah, something like that. And they were they were joking. Where you know the green green eggs and ham were supposed to be yellow. Like, what did we do wrong here? Oh wow. Well, who yeah. knows? Who knows? But uh, in any event, it was it was a pretty funny lesson to learn of why you don't assume things. I was certainly <laughs> embarrassed. And uh, however insensitive it may have been for the teacher, it stuck with me and uh, made me remember the lesson. So I think it was probably good for him to do that. Um, I didn't mind it. I, in fact, I went home and told my dad about it. And he was like, well, good for your teacher. He should have called you out on that. Don't, don't listen to me when it comes to science stuff. <laughs> so it all worked out in the end. But anyway, we're going to turn that into a conversation about why you shouldn't do that as well in the financial world, why you never assume. I'm going to throw out some of the common assumptions that we hear from folks, Ryan, and I'm hoping you'll be able to break down for us why these things shouldn't be assumed. Uh, so, so, what, the first, so what you're saying is you want me to publicly humiliate you're gonna publicly, my clients exactly. because then they'll, then they'll learn the lesson because we'll humiliate them just like you were in class. But they'll the be privately be humiliated because you're not going to say <laughs> their names in front of everybody. So it's a little different. you know. I was in person on the stage being public humiliated, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, I'll spend less when I retire. That's a pretty popular one, right? Oh, you hear that one all the time. Where is the, uh, where's the flaw? Well, it, you know, it depends on what your retirement looks like, but most people, especially right after they retire, you know, the whole reason for retirement is so you can do all those things you've always wanted to do. Probably be a little bit difficult now, but, you know, traveling around the world, hiking, doing, doing whatever, because they call those the the go-go years. And well, there's a cost to that. You can't get that RV and travel. You can't fly all around the world with airline tickets without it costing money. So a lot of cases, you're spending more money in retirement initially than you think. And and so to make the assumption that we're going to spend a lot less when we retire is not not true most of the time. I think the uh, common thread through these examples, by the way, is going to be that there are consequences to assuming something incorrectly. You know, this isn't an, an innocent crime, if you will. Kind of like with my, you know, plant experiment assumption, I got a zero on that homework assignment. You know, there, there were consequences to that assumption that I made. It wasn't just a, a funny little side thing. No, these things have real world consequences. And yeah, if you think you're going to spend less when you retire and you assume that and then you plan for that, well, now you're basing your plan on wrong information. And again, you're going to see that thread I think uh, commonly through all these different examples. Well, and and I just that brings up a very valid point. Like anytime we're looking at retirement planning, or I go through, you know, on an e-money website and talk about people's cash flow and what things are going to look like in retirement, you always do have to make some assumptions. But if you're not making proper assumptions, then you you know none of the data works. So being realistic in a lot of these assumptions is vital. And it just it made me think of something else that you're talking about how people think that they're going to spend less in retirement. But if you've watched any of those commercials where they're like glorifying retirement, 
Have you yeah. ever noticed how they're always traveling or playing golf? Sure. They're always doing something expensive. Yeah, those activities aren't free. And, you know, the other thing is time. I mean, think about how much more you probably spend on the weekends when you're not working because you have time, and time equals activities that normally cost money. Yeah, every day in retirement isn't a Monday. Every day in retirement is a Saturday or Sunday. So there's uh, you spend a lot more money on the weekends. I think we all can uh, realize and identify with that, um, even if you maybe you don't work Saturday. Or maybe you work Saturday, Sunday, but whatever your weekend is, that's when you're spending uh, spending all of your money. And, and I'm very, very scared for my wife to retire and stop working because I know that when she's not working, she's normally searching online for something to buy. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's no longer worrying about going out to the mall or doing anything like that. It's just hop on the computer is dangerous these days to the wallet. So I'm oh, the same yes. way. I'm actually more disciplined when we go out to buy something. It's like there's been a mental flip now when you go out to buy something where that used to be pressure. Oh, it's right there in my hands. I can easily take it home. It's now flipped a little bit, at least for me. When I'm in person, I'm much more, uh, I don't know, judicious. I don't know if that's the right word about what I purchase and don't. I'm able to actually say, okay, uh, when I hold it and feel it and look at it, I'm not as enamored by it. Eh, I don't think we really need it. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I think it's easier to say no in person now. When there is your own line, just so many barriers are removed. You're just like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll get it. And, and maybe you don't see the warts in something when you're looking at it online these days. Well, I think that, or if I see something in person, and I'm, not, I'm never going to buy it in person anymore. I can go, go, once I know the item, I can go home and research it online and probably find it cheaper. Well, hey there. We hope you're enjoying listening to The Pilot's Advisor today. Just wanted to take a quick moment from the show to remind you that if you have any questions ever about what Ryan talks about on the program, need any assistance with your financial planning, need some guidance to get to and through retirement, or whatever financial questions might be on your mind, don't ever hesitate to reach out. The simple way to get in touch with Ryan is to pick up the phone and call or text 843-475-3038. Again, that's 843-475-3038. You can also find Ryan online at FlemingFG.com. That's FlemingFG.com. And as always, we put contact information to get in touch with Ryan in the description or the show notes section of the program. So just check it out on whatever app you're using, and it's easy to get in touch with Ryan. All right, now back to the show. All right, well, we have uh, one good example there. I'll spend less when I retire, an assumption that is typically incorrect. And in the similar vein, this is another one, Ryan, when it comes to taxes, people will say, my taxes will be lower when I retire. Now, this assumption may have been correct back in the day but not necessarily anymore, right? Well, you know, this is definitely something that we talk about. And I wouldn't bank on your taxes being lower when you retire. All the money that you're going to pull for income in a lot of cases, and especially previously, because so many people did pre-tax investing. So all that money that you pull from your 401k and your IRA, well, guess what? That's taxable. Uh, Your Social Security, if you make or have a pension, you could have up to 85% of that being taxable. And you know, right now, income tax rates are at like a historic lows. And, you know, been a lot of the talk lately that with this new administration that there's going to be some tax changes. So that's going to make your taxes go up. And we don't even talk about this, that a lot of your write-offs and, and tax deductions go away when you stop having kids in the house or they're not in school. So even though the expenses of your life move around and stuff, it does not necessarily mean that your taxes are going to be lower. That's a great point. And uh, just because you're not working anymore doesn't mean you're going to see the drastic change in taxes that you anticipate. So something to keep in mind. Well, and and another point, too, is 
uh, was looking at this with our, our federal budget. And, you know, of course, this includes Social Security and everything else. But I heard something like, and I forget what the figure was, I think it was 75 or 76 percent of the federal budgets already allocated to entitlement programs. And it continues to be a, a big thing that, you know, is growing over time. So that money has to come from somewhere. <laughs> like I love, I want everybody to have free everything. Yes, that'd be amazing. But somebody's going to have to pay for it. And who's going to have to pay for it is taxpayers, the ones that pay taxes. And so that alone, if we keep going in the direction we're going, or even if we do try to tackle the federal budget, is going to only increase our taxes. It has to. Yeah, nothing is free. It's all varying levels of pay me now or pay me later. And uh, I love it when you say that, Walter. Pay me now or pay me later. <laughs> I had a uh, I had a teacher in uh, in college who said that all the time, and I hated it at the time. Pay me now or pay me later, but uh, it certainly was uh, reality, and that's what we need to hear sometimes, not the, uh, the the fluff that's out there. So remember, my taxes will be lower when I retire. A dangerous assumption there. Right, let's take it in a different direction, Ryan. Uh, another common assumption. I need to help my kids get through college before I worry about saving for retirement. And I feel like we could plug a lot of different things into the kids get through college part of that question. It's the idea of always putting something else before we start worrying about our own retirement. Well, it makes me think about this idea that most people have, and it's like constantly kicking the can down the street. And, you know, oh, well, I, I can start saving re- for retirement after this, or oh, I have credit card debt, so I can't do it, save anything until that, get that paid down. And I argue all the time that, you know, you got to pay yourself first. And if you never start paying yourself first, you're never going to get to retirement. But people always have an excuse. And I watch like couples that are not in a good position for retirement spend all their money trying to get their kids through college and what they're going to do is find themselves not being able to retire and i see this all the time and then you just extrapolate that example out a little bit more ryan i mean if you can't then retire and now your kids hey they'd have no debt they're in good shape early in life good for them but you might become a burden on your kids later on because you didn't self set yourself up for retirement uh, in, in a better position. And so it's sort of that pay me now or pay me later concept again. Well, it is. And there's, you know, there's no financial aid for retirement. I mean, it's great that you want to help your kids, but make sure that you're not sabotaging yourself in the process. You know, I don't know what changed to where everybody feels like they're bad parents if they don't pay for their kids' school and college because... I know my parents, you know, back in the 70s, and yeah, I guess we'll even talk about the 80s, where working your way through college was just something you did. And now it seems like there's a lot of pressure on parents to go into massive amounts of debt or, you know, now the student loan debt, just, you know, hey, I want $300,000 for this education degree that I can't even use. So, yeah, there's some inherent problems in the way we're thinking about kids in college and how it affects our long-term picture and long-term view for retirement. Yeah, the landscape has definitely changed over the years. Um, I don't think back in the 70s and 80s, there was the problem of having educations that cost $300,000 for an art major and those kinds of things It's at some universities. And so, like you said, a non-useful degree, at least in many ways, um, at least not tangible money right out of college in those kinds of degrees to then pay down those student loans and, and that debt. So some of that common sense went out the window. I remember even when I went through school, 
you know, mom and dad, I don't think ever paid any tuition money, but they helped pay room and board, you know, some room and board here and there. And, um, you know, dad was always trying to throw me extra 20s whenever I'd come home and visit and, you know, trying to help out in ways that they can, maybe, maybe helping with the meal plan and that kind of thing. But boy, it was, it was a culmination of things from, I worked all four years through college, um, and used money saved during high school to help pay for it scholarships, a few loans, and then I actually was able to win some awards th- uh, during college uh, for journalism-type things, and all of that money went right back into paying the tuition, and I, after a four-year degree, was able to graduate with only 10000 in debt, and um, then was able to pay that off in exactly one year with a job that paid uh, somewhere between 19000 and $24,000 my first year. Uh, it was my salary range coming out of college, so it can be done. It just, you know, you got to live on the old Dave Ramsey mantra of beans and rice for a little bit and, you know, just kind of work hard through it all. Well, and that's why you're on a financial advisor podcast. Walter. That's right. That's, true. that's the way it's true. supposed to happen. And of course, <laughs> it's not nearly as glamorous, but I, I would argue, you know, the expectations of everyone has just changed. It's that, that instant gratification. I mean, I would argue that 90% of all kids that go to college have no clue what they want to do for their first year or two. And Maybe you should go to the community college and get those basic core classes knocked out very, very cheaply and then go to the University of Georgia or North Carolina once you know what you want to do so you can get that degree from that big name school. But, you know, say that is that, that is not as cost. sexy as the full four year experience, Ryan. But boy, is it smart? Oh, I mean, it's just the way I think it should be. But I digress. Let's move on. Yeah, absolutely. We could talk college type stuff all the time. And, that might and be a whole other time. show. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd love to get into the debate and the topic of should you take a year off of school before going to college, and uh, or you know that the, we could even go down the road of uh, a year of military service before college and that kind of thing. I think all those things would be interesting to uh, explore a little bit, especially with now a little bit more perspective on the other side of college now, several years separated. From I, that would be a great show, and we could talk about some people need to do the school of hard knocks to figure out, hey, maybe I do want to yeah. go to school. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's really important to think about. Have you ever wanted to learn more about the academic approach to investing and saving and planning for retirement that Ryan talks about here on the Pilots Advisor? Well, if so, go visit pilotsadvisor.com pilotsadvisor.com. You can watch a quick webinar on the academic approach to investing. It'll show you how not to speculate and gamble with your money. It's all based on Nobel Prize winning research. It only takes about 10 minutes to get through the video and watch it. going to be worth your time, I promise you. Go check it out right now, pilotsadvisor.com. It's a webinar that covers that academic approach to investing, pilotsadvisor.com. All right, back to the show. All right. So last one, another uh, assumption that people make when it comes to retirement, we can end it with this one. And this is just the assumption, Ryan, that I'll never be able to retire. It's a little bit of this like defeatist attitude. Like there's just this feeling of overwhelming. I'll I'll just never get there. Well, (laughs) sadly, I look at a lot of people and I think they may never be able to retire, but it's because they're not paying themselves first. I think we discuss this on the show quite often, but time is the biggest factor in all this. And so even if you're not making much, just Start putting money away in your 20s and 30s, and it'll make all the difference in, later on in life. You know, obviously, it's easier to build a nest egg if you start early. But even if you're behind, and I, we, you, this sounds like a normal conversation that I'd have with a client, that doesn't mean you shouldn't, you know, just give up and go, oh, I'll never be able to retire. I'm not going to save. Well, that's not a solution. I mean, you, you got to start somewhere. 
Yeah, that's a great point, Ryan. And um, I've heard a couple of people say this, even in my own family, that I'll never be able to retire. And it just seems so bleak. And then when you actually run the numbers, it's kind of eye-opening. Oh, okay. I didn't need a million dollars to retire. My situation's not the same as somebody else's. Um, turns out I only need you know this amount to comfortably retire. And all of a sudden they go from, I'll never be able to retire, to they've got a retirement date set three years from now. And then that light's at the end of the tunnel and the, the disposition is suddenly sunny again. <laughs> it, it makes a big difference in life. And, and it's just really was sitting down, putting pen to paper and really figuring out the numbers. That's all it took. Well, I just had a conversation yesterday, and it was with a teacher, and she was talking, and she was like, oh, my God, Ryan, I'm never going to be able to retire, you know, my kids, I can't really, you know, she felt like she couldn't really save more, and she's in a position where she has to, you know, be a little bit more aggressive to be in a better position to actually be able to retire, and we were talking about it because, you know, we make assumptions about, you know, her, you know, if you're a teacher, you do a certain number of years of service, you have a pension, and she goes, well, I just don't know if that pension is going to be there. And it brought up an interesting conversation because I think this is something that we're also dealing with. And it's the same with Social Security, with pensions, that times are changing so quickly now and what's going on with our federal government. A lot of people, you know, we're making assumptions that a certain percentage of their income is going to be there. And I think our benefits are probably going to be a little bit reduced. So it brings up another little uh, scary part of, of retirement planning. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Ryan. All of these assumptions are... Uh, popular, but uh, incorrect uh, in most cases. And so that's why we want to make sure that you get a plan put together, have a conversation with somebody that'll help uncover these things. And and this isn't the full list. There's other things that people make assumptions about that can take you down a wrong path when it comes to planning if you're not careful. So talk to Ryan if any of these things are true about your line of thinking when it comes to retirement. We're not trying to publicly humiliate anybody like I was up in front of the class back in the day. Uh, this is just good to bring awareness to these things. It's, it's bad to assume, especially with our life savings and our finances. Make sure you're getting solid financial plans put in place. And that's why Ryan offers a portfolio MRI. If you haven't been through that process before, you can get a good, strong look at your financial plan, where some of the deficiencies are, and where, uh, since Ryan's getting ready to do some uh, some knee work, um, you know, where there might need to be some repair to your financial plan, and uh, and maybe some replacement in some cases. And uh, you can look at those things and figure that out and get a good path and direction forward. If you want to get in touch with Ryan, here's the way to do it. Call or text 843-475-3038. That's 843-475-3038. And also online at FlemingFG.com. Ryan, sorry to uh, use your upcoming knee surgery so lightly as a segue to uh, talking about why people should call you, but it just seemed like a natural link. I will be around, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're easy going enough guy. I figured you wouldn't mind. Uh, hey, before we wrap up the episode, Ryan, uh, something kind of exciting is coming up. You have embarked on a new partnership uh, with a group called Pilot Tax, Zach Smith. He's going to be joining us for an upcoming podcast to talk a little bit more about the partnership. And since we're kind of heading into, uh, well, we're in the midst of tax season and that tax filing date will be around the corner for many of us. Uh, tell us a little bit about this partnership and uh, what to expect in the coming year. Well, I first have to laugh, laugh at the fact that you said exciting stuff and exciting taxes. You know, everybody <laughs> loves taxes. It's a great time of year. But no, here at the, the uh, Pilots Advisor, you know, one of our goals is to continue to be a more holistic planner and, and fill in some of those squares to help our clients more and more. And one of those things is, has always been coming up is taxes. And after interviewing, you know, 10 to 12 firms, 
We've uh, affiliated ourselves with a, a firm called Pilot Tax. It's a full CPA service. Anybody can use them, but they do cater to pilots. And so it's a perfect match. And uh, we're going to get Zach on the podcast. So you guys can all get introduced to him and, and maybe ask some of the biggest uh, tax questions that you know are the most commonly asked and see where we go. I, I feel like if I say the words exciting and taxes enough times next to each other, it'll just sink in and everybody will find them exciting at some point. Well, when you say exciting, the first thing I think of is taxes. <laughs> That's the link we're trying to create. So there you go. <laughs> I've already been successful with you, and now uh, we'll see if our listeners can jump on board with the idea as well. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, I think it'll be an interesting conversation, at least, with Zach and to have him on board. And glad that you will have that partnership with them going forward from the CPA side of things. So there you have it. Ryan, my friend, thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you again on the next episode. Sounds good, Walter. You have a good one. All right, you as well. That's Ryan Fleming. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time right back here on The Pilot's Advisor. You've been listening to The Pilot's Advisor featuring Ryan Fleming, a financial advisor at Fleming Financial Group, serving clients worldwide, but based out of Charleston, South Carolina. If you have any questions for Ryan on what we've talked about on today's show, maybe a future topic idea, or want to talk more about getting a complimentary review of your financial plan, here's the best ways to get in touch. You can go online to the website, FlemingFG.com. That's FlemingFG.com. You can also email Ryan. It's simply Ryan at FlemingFG.com. Or you can call or text to get in touch. 843-475-3038 is the number. That's 843-475-3038. Thanks for listening to The Pilot's Advisor. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting apps. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, in many more locations. So whatever app you like to use, search for the Pilots Advisor podcast today and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.